welcome back to another episode of the Unwritten Podcast. It's your girl, Nesneha. Hey guys, it's Siham. Hey, it's Emil. Welcome back for another episode. This episode is kind of interesting. Special. <laughs> Very special. We are in a moving car and we decided to record this episode because we were inspired in the moment. So we said, let's get the mics out and get recording. We're that dedicated to bringing content to you guys. So y'all better appreciate this and block out any noise that you may hear because we're in a moving car. Also, appreciate the consistency because we've been pulling out these episodes out of our ass at all times. <laughs> and we know. also have two special guests. One of them is my sister, Safa, and the other one is my also my other sister, Nasra. Okay, you can't claim both of them. Let's at least have one. I'm claiming both of them. Okay, they're both my sisters. Oh, family. Hi, y'all. It's your girl, Safa. The fifth unwritten podcast. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's me, Nasra, and I am the biggest fan of the unwritten podcast. Do you guys want to do highs and lows? Of course. Um, I can start. So my high is definitely. Um, oh shoot! This event we just did. Yeah, I guess this event was like my high, and also like being able to see my family too, because I haven't seen them in like three weeks. And then um, my low. I don't think I have a low right now. Everything is good. Alhamdulillah. So can't complain. My high is our consistency and our dedication to this podcast. It's clearly taken over our lives, and we love it. Um, and then my low, I don't really have one. I feel like today has just been a great day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, okay. My high today, I think, was just being around so many just, like, incredible Somali, just, like, women and Somali people. It feels so good to be back home, back in Minnesota, around my people. So that was, like, fantastic. And then my low is just being hella, hella sick. Inshallah, this cold goes away soon. But the voice can stay. But that's my low. Um, my high is, um, I get to see my baby girl tomorrow, inshallah, she is with her grandma, um, getting a little mini vacation away from me, uh, but I get to go see her tomorrow, so I'm excited. Um, my low is that I'm stressed with work, but y'all already knew that, so that's it. I think my high this week would be that I was able to go to this event and support my sisters, um, I don't really have a low. But I think the fact that it's cold and winter actually started would be my low every week. So let's go with that. (laughs) And just to kind of um, clarify the event that we're talking about, um, we just finished up going to um, our first live episode recording. Ah! Yeah, we're excited. At MSU, Minkato invited us to their... um, it's, it was a, a woman empowerment night, and it was called A Daughter to My Letter. I mean, A, a Letter to My Daughter. It's been a long day. So yeah, it's been a very long day of a lot of talking, but we just finished our first live show ever, and it was a great experience. So we all were there together, and it was amazing. And Nasra was there as well, doing yeah. her thing. The humanitarian in the group. Our humanitarian. Please, guys, that title cannot stay. In our friend group, we literally have... A, all you know like we have a humanitarian we have a motivational speaker we got a part-time makeup artist i don't know edge slayer edge slayer Slayer. we got emma over here doctora we got me i just me you know a business business guru we got it all you know love to see it but like on our way home right now, we were talking about the topic of death penalty, and we just decided to just pop out the mic since we had it and start recording. Um, party. I'm with the gang, and truly, we're with the gang, popping up, we're talking about death penalty and what our thoughts on it and the story that really sparked 
all of this was the Rodney Reed uh, story, case that's going on right now. So let's get started. Let's just do a recap of what we've already yeah. kind of stated because we, we were having this conversation when we thought of recording it. So we're just going to have a little recap. Um, so like what our stance is on the death penalty. Do we agree that should be a thing or it should not be a thing at all? Yeah. I think where we were, we were just like voicing um, what our opinions on it. I think this... Like I what th- is your stand on Yeah, it? I'm really interested in this. Um, for those who don't know, I'm really interested in like the criminal justice system, criminal justice reform. Um, and I am not familiar with the, what is it, Rodney Reed? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that particular case, although I have seen it going around on social media. But I was just telling the girls right now how I recently read this book, um, Just Mercy, which talks about the lawyer's like personal experience with um, with the death penalty and trying to get people who have been like unjustly convicted of crimes and sentenced to the death penalty. Personally, my stance is um, honestly I'm not for it. I don't think that that it's a humane thing to do at all. I don't agree with it, and I'm just interested in seeing like what other people's takes are and why they feel the way that they feel. Because I think it can be a really a really emotional and a really touchy subject. But I mean, of course it is. It's like you're talking about human life. You're talking about mm-hmm. life and death but I just I'm not for it I think the idea of potentially I think there's too much of a margin of error especially I think the way that the U.S. criminal justice system is set up with a lot of like black and brown men um people honestly being the ones that are like unjustly convicted a lot of times and then sent to the death penalty when they're wrongfully convicted I think it's just it's it's unjust it's inhumane and it's just I don't I don't mess with it not about it but and there you go, word from our humanitarian. Um, okay, on over I just want to say, but we've say, got we've got our resident devil's advocate over here. No, 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 no. I just want to say, no, no, no. I just want to say for the listeners, I think you guys can tell from that response alone who Nasra is siblings with. <laughs> if you are an avid li- as listener, you should know that by now that is my sister. <laughs> with how wordy and talkative she is. Um, but I words. was just I agree with that. So my role was when we were talking about this earlier, we all kind of said the same thing, which is. Um, like Nasr stated, it's life and death. You don't want to make an error. You can't bring back somebody after you killed them because new evidence has come out or, you know, a witness was lying or something had happened. So it doesn't make sense to kill somebody based off of something like that. Um, and we were talking uh, about religion because Siham mentioned earlier that, um, you know, if somebody, say, you know, somebody goes to jail or is getting uh, convicted for killing another person, that they're, you know, they're going to meet their maker eventually and that's where they're going to get the ultimate uh, judgment. But um, as devil's advocate, I was just saying, what about a case that, you know, the person did a heinous crime, say they killed 200 kids, and they are an extreme pedophile, and they are a cannibal, like, just imagine the worst case scenario that you could imagine, um, what, what, why would you tell, you know, the victim's family, how would you tell the victim's family that this person is just gonna live the rest of their life in a state institution where they get three meals a day, and they have their own space, they can get a degree if they want, they can read all the books they want, they can get visitors, they can get money sent to them, you know, like, how can you justify that to the family? Like I said earlier, I don't agree with the death penalty, I am against it, but just advocating for the other side. Um, so, say the person is not religious, or say the family is not religious, how can you justify that this person just gets to live out the rest of their life? after they've committed heinous acts. I, I feel like with with life, like going to your life sentence like question, I feel like just because you're getting fed three times a day does not mean you're living a good quality of life. You're not getting good bait. Like, you're, that doesn't mean you have money. You're not working. You're not, like, um, you're not seeing your family. Like, any of the good things I don't know I don't know I'm going, kind of going on tangent but like any of the good things in life you're, you're not experiencing you're still in a cage, you're still, a cage. Yeah. you're still like are getting life in prison without parole like majority of the time like 
they have without parole. I don't okay, know. but put put on your Republican hat. I want you to put on your Republican hat. So you mean to tell me after my relative was murdered and eaten by this crazy human being that I now am paying taxes to fund their living on Earth and they get to just do whatever they want? Not but, whatever they want, but I just live. Personally speaking, I feel like the worst punishment is for somebody to be in their own head, especially about something like this. You're sitting in jail for the rest of your life. You know that you're going to die and whatever comes to you after death comes to you. But you know that ultimately your life is going to be nothing but the four walls that you're in. And I feel like that should bring comfort to any family that lost somebody that eventually this person is going to go to hell. Uh, die and pay for whatever crimes that they paid for but if they don't believe in like uh any religions or anything i feel like it's some kind of comfort knowing that this person is never going to hurt anybody else again and they're never going to be with their family they're never going to be able to live a normal life ever again i i agree with that i agree too but yeah i agree but like I don't know. Part of me is for the death penalty, and I know that's like shocking to say as Muslim because when you're not supposed to take someone's life, but I just think like if it's someone that committed so much, so much, so many types of murders and killed a lot of people, like I feel like, like they do deserve to be also like not to be here on this earth and to get the um, the death penalty. But, but also who are you? God, who yeah. are you to decide that? But, okay. I guess. But, wait, I guess. Wait, 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 religiously but, speaking, though, yeah. there there are like that is justified. Like if yeah. you if you if you if there's valid evidence, yeah, and valid, the family clear evidence. The person, yeah, religiously speaking, that is justified. But but do you want? But like religiously speaking, once that person is killed, that sin is absolved. So do you? Yeah, well, what else? What I else I feel like do? I feel like me not to like be petty or envious or anything but like I feel like me I would want the long road I'd rather sit here and you know pray and like suffer in in silence with my pain that like the loved one that you took away from me eventually knowing that you're gonna get whatever comes to you and the afterlife is much longer than this life so you can live your life you can do whatever you want in this life but at the end of the day you, you know exactly what's coming to you. And I feel like that is comforting in some way. Yeah. I also think it's, like, human nature to try to, like, get, get even. You know, if something was taken away from you, you want to, like, make sure the other person hurts as much as, like, what they've done to you. So I think that's another part of it. But the other part of me that doesn't agree with the death penalty is just the fact that there's, like, a panel of people that are, like, regular citizens that are mm-hmm. the ones making that decision about like you know evidence that might not be correct or like you know um people getting wrongly convicted all the time and yeah. actually getting the death penalty which and then no one does anything about it like the Rodney Reed um situation how you know a lot of people have been pleading about this and saying like hey this case needs to be relooked at but no one is actually like taking the time to relook at it in those in those instances instant instances like i feel like that I don't agree with the death penalty. I don't know. Am I making no, sense? I, no, have you guys are, ever been on jury duty? No, I fully agree no, with you. No, no, I've never been on jury duty. I've been called to jury duty. Oh, you have? Have yeah, you done I it? Know. Wait. No, no, Emma, I was just going to say, go, do you guys remember a few years ago when there was that documentary on Netflix, um, Making a Murder? Yeah. And the guy literally didn't do it. And yep. then later on, a few years uh, later, there was a skewed, messed up um, 
uh, 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 case that was against him, and now he, I don't know if he's out now, but he he's, he, he, he's, he's not out. No, out. he was getting. He was yeah, no, he was out, and he literally sued the state. So I fully no, I personally I already said I'm, I was just playing devil's advocate, but. Like criminal, the criminal justice system has literally been used to like weaponize, like has yeah. been weaponized and used against individuals. Like that that case, I don't know if everybody's watched that documentary, but it literally seemed like when the, when um, when they were filming it and they were doing the research, it literally seemed like the the uh, the police department in that city was was I kid you not was like using like making up evidence, like just pinning, making up a whole case against this guy just because they falsely accused him, and then when he came out, he like sued the state and like was supposed to get millions of dollars so they turned around and then made up another case you know so it's it's very dangerous like there's always human error we're very as humans we're very emotional people and we do things off of emotions so it it doesn't make sense to make such a like permanent decision based off of our emotions that are only temporary so i have a question like what if apart from human error and what if you know like if the justice system actually worked you knew this person killed or did the heinous crime that they were accused of, would you guys still be for the death penalty? No, I would not. No. Like you said earlier, the older I've gotten, younger me, if you if you know me, younger me would have probably been like, hell yes, I'm for the shit. But the older I've gotten, the more I've got, like, I'm more aware of, like, just even spiritually, like, I'm more of, like, the consequences. So if I, if something, if you do something to me, I'm not going to sit here and try to react or try to get even with you because that's not really going to do anything. That's going to, that's an instant gratification and it's going to, it's going to end. So I would much rather, like you said earlier, the long, the long term, (laughs) the long term game. Like, this is chess, not checkers. We're not doing checkers. We're doing chess. I want you to meet your maker and I want you to justify what you did. And I want you to get the ultimate punishment that you're going to get. Anything I do to you as another human being is not going to do anything. You know, it's not, it's going to end. But yeah. if you're meeting your maker and you're trying to justify why you murdered or why you did this or why you did me dirty, like, that's uh, that's between you and God. That literally is between you and God. I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to stress myself. All of that is just pent-up stress that I have to deal with and emotions that I have to carry. You're not carrying those emotions. You did the crime and you moved on with your life, you know? I'm the one that's stress, st- stressing and pressed about it. So I'd much rather let that go and let you deal with God. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree with that. 100%. And I think another important thing for me is just, like, I think I would like to believe in the idea of, like, redemption and, like, people are not their worst actions. Like, I think it sounds really, really fucked up, but, like, I don't know if I can swear on this podcast, you guys. Sorry about that. swear. You good for But, okay. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't censor myself. We all know that. But um, I, I'd like to believe that people are not their worst, like, actions. Like, you know, things... People do really, really fucked up stuff, really, really terrible stuff, but I'd like to believe that, like, you can come beyond that you can come you know there is forgiveness there is such a thing as like you know change and you know maybe people are capable of really heinous stuff but you know what maybe they can turn it around and sentencing them to death like literally ending their life that's such a permanent thing like Mr. I was saying that I'm just not comfortable with and it just really it doesn't sit well with me and I think it's just it doesn't it just seems really inhumane and just really I think it's uh, I don't know I think it's perhaps acting in our like on our most I think as humans and our on our on our like our, our worst instincts sometimes our desire to just kind of like just fucking get rid of people when we just like people aren't disposable this is a human life this is beyond anything like this is beyond any like measurable thing this is legitimately like a life and I think the death penalty and the permanency that comes with that and just being the one to cancel someone's life is just it's too much I think it really is it's too heavy I don't know 
I feel like that's the reason why I would be the worst at jury duty. Like, I, I truly feel like I'm so liberal when it comes to stuff like that. I'm like, let them be, let them do life in prison. If anything, even if it was the most heinous thing, I'd rather you do life in prison without parole than to do death. Just because I'm like, I never want that conscious in me that like 10% or like that DNA that they didn't test or something along those lines, like that you really didn't do it and that they're framing you. And then going back to what Nesteha said, like back in the day, I feel like detectives, like they would just get a person and then they'll just write them off and then blame everything on them and just even though they didn't have the DNA or they didn't have the fingerprints or, and none of that they'll just say this person did it and their and their pride and everything is connected to this person doing it and nowadays I feel like they there's so many different teams on a lot of the murder cases that they're trying to prevent any of that from happening I, I don't know. I'm still on the fence about it. Like, I'm 50-50. Like, I, like, I, like, You're like, kill them all. No, I'm thinking, <laughs> like, I'm thinking back to, like, the Golden State Killer. Like, this guy, like, killed multiple women, raped them, like, has done a lot of horrible things. And, like, he was linked to this. Like, it was evident that he was the one that's, that did everything. And I feel like he should get the death penalty. Like, he's taken away so many lives, like, terrorized a lot of people. Like, I feel like... Evil people should get what they deserve. But However, I guess, he's. But I guess dead. it's not. But it's. I guess it's not up to me as a human. Like I should leave that up to God. But it's kind of hard to accept but as take well. Take religion out of it. Cause yeah. Like a lot of it. All. All of us are yeah. very like. We're, our religion is the core yeah. value of us, and yeah. I, I just feel like we we keep going back to that. Taking religion yeah, out of that. Ma- yeah. What would you do? But I feel like even beyond like I get what you're saying, but I think you can't argue in ex- in terms of extremes. The Golden State Killer. Like you can't just think of people that are the worst of the worst. There's yeah. everyday. Joe Schmoes that are just like out here legit people that didn't do it that are also dying like in saying you advocate for or you are pro like death penalty you're saying yeah Golden State Killer is gonna die but you know what x number of innocent people are also going down like you have to be able to like sit there and be able to understand it's both of those things it's not just like you're getting the bad guys the bad guys yeah in a perfect world you're like getting rid of just the bad guys and it's even that um and it's like it's you're you know you're okay saying that that's that that's okay but like it's not going to be just that there is going to be the collateral damage of innocent lives that are like unjustly sentenced to death like to the death sentence and murdered by the state because of the fact that and and even and even and even with the golden state killer like you already took him out of society when you put him in jail what was the point of taking him from this world like, well, what more would that have done? Like, him in jail, he's not going to be able to hurt anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not, he's, there's no, the, the, the environment, not the environment, but, like, the pop, the people aren't at risk anymore of that person because he's in jail. But, I mean, he's already lived his life, too. Yeah, yeah he's in his 70s, so I'm like, might as well just let him ritz, live the rest of his life. In jail. And it's like, yeah. and it's like with, the, with the death penalty, too. With the death penalty, too, like, most of the time, they, they don't kill them right away. They stay on death row for a very long time, and then they die. So it's like, what was the point? At least, like, if, if the the families aren't going to get any relief for another couple of years, so what's the point of killing this person? By the time that this person's, death, like, date comes around, mm-hmm. the likely the family has already, not obviously you never forget about your loved one, but it's like you've already made peace with their death. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's just because I watch this in movies or if it happens in real life. But are people like allowed to go watch the execution yeah, happen? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Certain oh my. Okay. Yeah. Certain people are. I think it's like yeah, if you're clear to go, the lawyers and some other. Stuff. Do you do you guys think you would go? Because I personally feel like I I, I don't think I would go. Do you 
Like, like say, say for example that your loved one died and it was on the hands of the serial killer, and now he's on death row and he it, it's his day to die basically. I mean, Would you go to the showing of him getting killed? No. I don't feel like that's gonna do, that's gonna give me like, yeah. Really I don't think that's like, gonna give me any sort of die. like gratification or anything like that. Like, really gonna help or bring my loved one back. This is kind of like, I guess, repeating what we're talking about, but would you, like, I, ha- I guess I have a would you, what would you do kind of situation. If you knew that somebody, like, committed the crime, say, like, inshallah, none of this ever happens to any of us, and we're never put in the situation, but say, like, you know, somebody killed one of your loved ones, and you know it's them, every, like, the evidence, everything, like, for sure it's them, they've confessed, it's them, you know, like, you know it's them. Would you want them? Keep going straight. Would you want them to? Would you want to be able to have them die, or like, would you want like if you could pick their punishment, what would you do? Oh, I think. See, this is what. What are the choices? Life in prison or death? If you if I'm if you like, could pick you their pick, punishment, you pick, you pick punishment. what they like. Yeah, if you could pick their punishment, I would rather have this person walk this earth and do whatever the hell they want to do, and me and them are gonna talk about it in the afterlife. Or, you know, imprison this person for the rest of their life, no parole, whatever, and I'm going to forgive them? Or you just <coughs> kind of, like, what would I, you do? I, that's so hard because I feel like younger me would be like, kill that, kill them immediately, you know? Now, me being who I am, I'm just kind of like, let them be, like, let them do life in prison you, or you something. Oh, life in prison, okay. I thought you were going to say, let them, like, walk free. No, 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 no. Yeah, what if you do it to somebody else? I still care about my loved one, but at the same time, I've never experienced this before, so maybe if I do experience it, my, my thoughts will change. Yeah. But the way I am right now, I'm thinking, like, life in prison, and I'll let God deal with you because at the end of the day, my loved one is not coming back, so me killing you is not going to give me that much, like, good... Like, it's not going to give me gratification. So there's no point. But that that's my stance. I, I would want them to do life in prison. I second that. I second that. There's really no need for me. Like, I would not want them to be walking around free, potentially doing this to somebody else's family and causing all this heartbreak to another family. And I'm not going to sit there and say, you deserve to be murdered. I'm going to let, let that be between you and God. Okay. I... This is a difficult question. I don't know. I've been trying to um, look into and, like, learn more about, like, I don't know if you guys have, like, prison abolition and, like, prison reform and just, like, the idea that, like inherently i don't think that people should like people belong behind bars like the fact that people are in cages is just fucked up to me and i don't like that and i think it it, i don't know i think perhaps i'm being idealistic but i think i i think we okay i think we frame the idea of like just the criminal justice system and just like rights and wrongs and when people hurt people what happens as just like a as like a tit tat type of thing like somebody does something to me i have to punish them back even the language that you used suffer was like what would their punishment be like I think it just feels very like they hurt me. I have to hurt them back. I think I'd like to believe in a more compassionate and a more like I just I I, I don't know what that system looks like exactly. I don't necessarily. I need to definitely look more into the idea of abolition and what all these other um what all these other um potential um um what am I trying to say? These potential alternatives to like the criminal justice system as it is right now and just like prison in general, what those things look like. But I think I would like to believe that I wouldn't want that person sentenced to death. I don't, I'm not for that. I don't, um, I don't support the death penalty, but I also don't think I would want, I don't like the idea of someone sitting for their entire lives behind bars in a cage is so inhumane. I am confused. So you mean to tell me 
that a serial rapist who's raped 30 people and has raped somebody in your family is you feel like they're they're able to be redeemed to some extent? I think rehab- rehabilitation needs There's to be the conversation. But what about what about but actual not, what about actual sociopaths? You need to tell me that you people feel like aren't broken soci- though. I feel like there we are. If, that no, is a I mental think health condition. Some people literally are not able to like control their urges, have no empathy. I think that's a simplistic way of looking at no, it. No, that's not a simplistic way. You. I think that I think that very, I think that's like, reductive, ideal, and I don't. No, I I fully one hundred percent disagree with that. I, I, I don't. I don't have an answer to stuff as questions. What I'm saying. I would like to believe. Again, I'm not in that position. I love my family so much. Like my family means everything to me. I can't imagine what that hurt would feel like. But I would like to believe and to hope that in that instance, that my initial reaction isn't how can I hurt them back. That my initial reaction isn't oh my god how dare they? What can I do? Take their life. Take this. Take that. I don't want that to be my reaction. I would rather more focus more so focus on my own grief and like make do I for this person. How can I move on? I think when you frame it in a way where it's like punitive and it's like, let me hurt them, let me punish them, put them behind bars, kill them. That to me is just like that framework and that being where we start from is toxic to me and I'm not with the shits. I'm not for that. So even right. after you grieved, do you, you really think you, and after you grieved and thought through your process, <coughs> your thoughts and process and everything, like after you did all of that, you wouldn't want some sort of like ramifications. To, uh, you wouldn't want something to happen. I would. That's what I'm saying. I think rehabilitation needs to be part. Of it. I'm not saying let this person walk out into the streets and like kill whoever the fuck you want. That's not it. But there, I think there is an alternative. And I think that conversation I see it happening a lot more in like you know these like um, in a lot more like criminal justice oriented spaces. I see people talking about. It. I see people talking about the idea of like what would it look like if we were to have not prison reform but like prison abolition. What are our uh, what out what are our alternatives? Difficult sentence. But I don't know. I don't have the answers. I'm telling you, I don't know, but I'm saying that's not where I want it to go. Okay. Um, I have a question for you guys. I'm gonna. Safadi, were you gonna add something else to yeah, this? Yeah, I was gonna okay. say going off of what Nasra is saying. Yeah. Um, I guess it's kind of a question for you, Nasra. Could you ever see yourself hurt, like forgiving somebody that's hurt you like that? I am trying. Okay, I think I I can be a really petty person and hold grudges. It's something that I'm working on with myself. I mean, I think I've gotten better at it, but it's one of those things. I think it's like, what would you do if somebody was falling off of a cliff? And would you save, you know, like your mom or your sister? It's one of those questions where it's like, I don't think you would know the answer until you were put in that position. Me right now, completely fine, family fine, family safe, alhamdulillah, wants to say, I would like to believe yes. I would like to believe that I would have enough just like mercy in my heart and enough love in my heart for me to be able to be like, I am going to let God deal with you. Like, let go and let God, like, let God deal with what you did that's your action I don't want that to weigh on me I don't want it to be me saying I'm not gonna I, I just I just feel like I just I don't want to view it in that I just don't want to view it in that like I don't want to have to hurt someone back because they hurt me I think that's what it that's what the that's what it just reduces down to I don't want to feel like I have to get them back because they got me I would like to believe let me forgive let me move on even even if even if I'm just like you know still obviously you're gonna be upset by you're, you're gonna be hurt by you're gonna be angry by but I don't I wouldn't want to frame it in a way where like I have to make sure that that person suffers for what they did to me I suffer doesn't mean that they have to suffer right back but this is me again speaking from a moment of I'm safe, my family's safe, we're good. I don't know what that would look like if I was in that moment. If somebody literally hurt my family, I don't know what I would say. But I would like to believe in a world in which this would be my same response. But inshallah, I never have to find out. Yeah. I mean, um, so I just have a question. Like your your <coughs> response kind of like sparked this question. Like we know there's like a lot of killers out here. There's like really psychotic Y'all people. Y'all with your podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Crime Junkie yeah. does. No, I I'm so surprised. Like every time I listen to Crime Junkie, I'm like, you guys have stories and so many stories all the time. Like there's so many like people that are evil in this world that do a lot of like uh, like crazy stuff, you know. So I'm just I wanted to ask you guys. Do you guys think people are born evil or do they just like 
do you guys think that they're born evil or do they huh people are made evil people are made evil or do they get like throughout life like then they just turn evil i feel like the more experiences you have in life the more things that you like go through in life you either can choose to dwell on it and let that weigh you down or you can choose to move past it and like prosper over the situation Mm -hmm. and i feel like a lot of the times people get hurt when they're younger and they sit and dwell on a situation and then it like manifests into you know like pain that they can't they can't they grow up and it's like pain (coughs) that they're still experiencing because they haven't dealt with it correctly um, so to add on to that, it literally is like nature versus nurture. The psychologist yeah. <laughs> jumps out. To add to that, that's literally just a basic nature versus nurture conversation. But I agree with Safa. I don't think anybody's necessarily born evil. Um, when we were discussing earlier about like the um, like the mental health issues, like a sociopath or a psychopath, like that's just in their nature. They don't have like empathy. Um, but I feel like with a lot of these like serial killers or from at least what I've noticed when we're talking about these serial killers, it's it's like a brain injury or, you know, the conditions that they're in, like having very abusive parents or like literally not having your parents love you. Mix that with like mental health issue. Mix that with, you know, drugs and alcohol potentially and bad influences. That is literally a recipe for disaster. So I don't think anybody is necessarily born evil. It's just they are a victim of their, you know, circumstances, essentially. I was watching. um, I, I definitely agree with both of you guys on that that topic but i was watching the um an episode on uh new amsterdam which is an amazing tv show great show i love that great show, show. but there's a girl on there and oh, she the was born girl? the little asian girl oh, yeah. she was born with no like re- empathy or no like sympathy for anyone like she just loved pain she liked to see people in pain and that was just they tried rehab with her yeah. and yeah. she was what 10 or 12 years old and they were trying to do rehab with her but even her parents and her siblings were scared of her and everything was just a game to her like they tried to do this incentive thing, like you apologize and we'll give you money, or you apologize and we'll do this with you. And she just tries to outsmart you in any any given chance. And I feel like the only reason why they made that sh- that show or that episode um, and her as an example is because children like that do exist. And so how do you deal with situations like that? You know, like I, I agree that people are made evil, but some people are just born with like no empathy. No, but see, do you remember when they were talking about that? Because first off, love the show, love that episode. <laughs> um, like, um, I, I, my old job, I used to work. Uh, we don't need to get into where I used to work, but anywho, I literally had this individual that I worked with who had antisocial like disorder. Okay, this guy literally did not give any fucks about anybody else. Like, it essentially, was like that little girl. Nothing, nothing worked with this guy. Okay, like, does not give. He literally like. Oh, I can't even talk about some of the stuff did. But ultimately, like the reward system doesn't work. Like rehab doesn't work with, the, with this type of person. They are legit just in, like inherently just don't give a fuck about anybody else but themselves. They will use you until, you know, they get what they want. And then they, you know, they throw you away essentially. But in that episode, he was talking about there was a program that they wanted to enroll the little girl into. But she was so far gone essentially. Like she was so evil that she was able to manipulate like the reward system and was able to finesse even the psychologist I was dealing with with her even like finesse that guy who is educated and knows all these you know all these uh uh, information about how to deal with her so i don't think that it's i don't know i i don't want to say anybody's like inherently born that way but some people just are very 
sick people. Let's just put it that way. Very ill, not sick. Ill. Ill I feel like sick. Yeah. Sick is just like makes it like judgy, but very ill. Like that's literally an illness. Like you are essentially born without the ability to have empathy for your mom, your brother, your dad, anybody else. Mm-hmm. You literally use people until you get what you want, and then you just carry on with your day. Like that yeah. is that's mind boggling. And it's actually really sad. Like just seeing her in that episode. Like it's actually really sad how much she like hurts her family, hurts herself, and everything's still gay. Like she's young enough to understand. That she's she, what she's doing is wrong, but she's not young enough to understand why. Or she knows she the per, the thing was she doesn't she never will. There's yeah. no there's no age that she's gonna understand. Oh, I shouldn't manipulate people. It's just hiding it. It's literally just hide, hiding it until she's able to better deal with it, where she's not getting in trouble or is hurting her brother or her dad or like she's not killing anybody. That's all it is. Like she didn't get her way, so she did something harmful to her brother, but the family was covering up for her long enough. Like I don't mean to ruin the episode for you guys, but essentially that's that's what some of these people are. It's just they will use they don't have any other skills essentially to use, but it's the purpose the, the whole episode the social worker that was uh, um, dealing with her and her family essentially was talking about how she's eventually going to end up in the system because she's so like has no empathy at all like cannot fathom how cannot put herself at all in your shoes you know but I don't know like, but I think with that girl too first they didn't really explain <coughs> like the girl's life before and I feel like something must have happened in her life where she realized that manipulating people was something that she liked to do. You know, I feel like there, easy. yeah, and it's like something must have happened in her life where she realized <laughs> that that was something that she liked the feeling of. And even that's like really scary to think about because the girl was so little. But with the parents, I feel like they covered up for her so long that she couldn't get the proper help that she needed. And I feel like early intervention would have been something that would have really benefited her because like you said, she was so far gone by the time that the psychiatrist and stuff got to her. But what if, you know, she was three and like the parents noticed those kind of behaviors and they enrolled her in therapy and she got the help that she needed. Where where would she have been? Because the girl was like nine or something at that, like during the show. Anyone have any final thoughts about the subject? I know we kind of got off the topic talking about... Yeah, it it, go, it whatever goes whatever together because, you know, there are some people that believe that there are people that are, are born evil and just, you know, I, I always question and I'm like, I'm 50-50 about everything, so. <laughs> I don't think I'm like, you need to take a stance. Like, you no, need I to be a hard stance. I try to see, I try to see it from, like, all sides and all angles. Like, I really don't want to, like, pick apart, but I'm like, I could see there are a lot of people that could be, like, born evil but then again you have to like look at the mental health look at like their environment and that could definitely cause a lot of trauma for someone and then um also and explain why they're acting or behaving in such way but I don't know I just can't wrap my head around the fact that there's like people out here that just get up and kill other people like other human beings they just yeah, it's so shocking to me. Why I went into the psych field is yeah. because I, I legit am trying to understand that mentality. Like, yeah. how do you just wake up, kill somebody, and just go live your best life? Like, yeah. Or I said, I feel like a lot of it is like untreated mental health too. To bring up another movie, I don't know if you guys saw like the Joker movie, which was a really good show. Like growing up, I hated like and not hated the Joker, but he was just a horrible person to mm-hmm. me. But it's like now seeing the Joker movie, like it's crazy how much like because he actually tried. He was on medication, like he did get the help that he needed. But it's like essentially his. But it's like essentially his men- like his mental like a disorder, not disorder, but like his mental illness was like more powerful than like his being, I guess. And that was like 
I feel like... And, it, and it, with the, that movie, like, it's not even his mental disorder. It was all these other people that were lying to him about him that set him off the edge. Like, it was his mom, typically, who... Like, it was okay, his mom who's the main person who did that. Not, it's not his mental... It's, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's in the environment. It's his mom brain. liked him. Who I feel like his mom also had mental issues as well. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, a lot of factors that went into him being evil. And, I like, I, I know what you're talking about, how his my whole life, he was evil to me. I hated him. I was scared of him yeah, at one point in my life, you know? Like, I... I, I hated him and now I'm like damn I kind of feel bad Back because I should not hate you because it's all the shit that really happened see, to you you were yeah. made the way you are from the beginning you really see like uh, a step into his mind and I feel like that was such a like different narrative than what we had in like the Batman movies and can we just talk about how Batman was fighting a disabled person like he needs a vulnerable <laughs> like, like, we're seriously we're we need to fill out a BA report because Batman <laughs> is in the wrong <laughs> But I just feel like I just feel like like with the right help, any I feel like any anything can turn somebody evil. Like personally speaking, there's so many things in my like that I've went through in my life, and even just losing people in my life that I I see how people get cold, and I feel like that is essentially like the worst thing that you can do is let your heart get hardened because there are still like good things in this world and like I feel like you just have to find the silver lining in every situation and when you don't is kind of when you dwell and like like your anger like I guess kind of takes over you're Ms. Lavix is jumping out right now and I love it I love hey, it we are, yeah. very, we are very we are very on like, this episode yes, so no I mean it, it, it goes to show you like with us like Sia mentioned earlier religion is obviously very important to us and I think that's literally our saving grace like that is what's preventing us from like just diving off the deep end and just saying fuck it all um, alhamdulillah for our religion I, I it also makes you grateful as well I'm out here talking about alhamdulillah <laughs> <laughs> I think I agree with what Safa was saying, though. I think just, like, extending a little compassion towards people and understanding that, like, people are... I think people just are not... I think you shouldn't write people off. People are not born evil. People are not just, like, their worst actions. You shouldn't just, like, dismiss someone's entire life simply because of the fact that perhaps they didn't have the access or the resources or the love. Um, and I think we could all just stand to be a little bit more compassionate in this world. We could always yeah. do a little bit more of that. Mashallah. And I, and I agree with that. I feel like... There are so many people that you know you don't you don't know what people are going through and you don't know like wh- what people need to hear from another person and so just asking somebody how their day is going or like just asking somebody how their day is going or just you know extending like a helpful hand or just being kind to somebody can really have the biggest difference in their life because it's like you don't know if this person was about to leave you and go do something that they're probably gonna regret and you being a, like a kind-hearted person like change their mind on whatever they were gonna go do so just overall just be a nice person it literally takes no effort to be a good person the social worker is jumping out <laughs> again <laughs> the social workers are jumping out yeah. but that is pretty much it for this episode guys let us know what you thought again if the audio was not the best we do apologize but get over it man we're car recording talks. yeah we're recording yeah. in the car you know just this might be a new flat. series if you guys actually like it let we go on know. road trips all the time we're so you know what let's do it Car talks. Um, but as always. And make sure everyone is leaving reviews. I so. was just going to get to that. Oh. I just want to steal my whole line. I just oh, wow. I, I want to wow. steal your whole you line. You just want to be in a stat today. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Guys, as always.
always. You guys want to? If you guys want to see an unwritten podcast fight, let me know. <laughs> I can <laughs> set it up. I can set it up. Pay per view. We really can't do that. But guys, catch us on Twitter. I know some of some of you guys have been on Twitter, and you guys have been following us, and I I appreciate that, and I see y'all. Okay, but catch us on Twitter at the Unwritten Pod, and on Instagram we're the Unwritten Podcast, and be sure to give us a five star rating on um, Apple Podcasts and leave us a lovely review. Um, otherwise, you're a fake fan, and I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna cry, and I don't think you want to make me cry, so please do that. Um, but that is it. <laughs> That's it for this episode, guys. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. Peace out, Girl Scout. Oh, <laughs>